First of all, Acts chapter 13, and then we'll see also in Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 13, beginning verses 1 through 3, just considering the fact that every Christian should participate. Every Christian should have a part in the missionary work of the Lord, whether that's here at home or on the field. Acts chapter 13, beginning by reading verses 1 to 3. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. First principle that we can see here is that some Christians are involved in missionary work in their own local church. Why do I say that? Look at how this chapter begins. This is the chapter that tells us about Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey. The Lord called them and sent them out. But you notice when we read this, our minds immediately jump to Paul and Barnabas. Because Paul and Barnabas are the famous missionaries who went out to the Gentiles. We know all about them. We teach our kids about their missionary journeys. Immediately we think about Paul and Barnabas. But you notice how the chapter begins. The chapter does not begin with Paul and Barnabas. The chapter begins, now there were in the church that was at Antioch. The chapter begins with the local church. I think that's really important because that is the part that's often forgotten when we talk about missionary work. So I'm going to get to we need missionaries to go out. That's true. But let's start with what the local church can do. For those who stay in the local church, what can you do as part of missionary work. And the church here at Antioch gives us some principles that we can learn. See, first of all, this was a church that was active, that was training men, that was giving opportunity for service in the local church. We have the list here in verse 1, and not just of Paul and Barnabas, also mentioned Simeon and Lucius and Menaean, and I'm sure there were others as well, that were working in the church. There's a whole group of men that were ministering. It says in verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord, they were ministering, they were serving, they were working in their local church. This was clearly a local church that was training men, that was preparing men to go forth as missionaries, to serve the Lord in many different ways. And that's something that should be happening in every local church. In every church, we should be focusing, whether it's on the children or the young people, and and teaching them and encouraging them and praying for them. I always mention, it's not just Sunday school teachers. Sunday school teachers are very, very important. Those of you who work with the kids and with the youth, it's so important what you do because you're sowing the seed in their hearts. But even, you say, well, I don't work with the kids, but when they come in on Sunday and you, you smile at them and you call them by name, you make them feel comfortable in the church, that's all important as well. And the children, the young people who come through the church and they learn and they're part of the church and the Lord can use that seed that's sown in their lives to perhaps call them to, to serve the Lord here, to serve the Lord someplace else. That's something that can be happening within the local church, teaching, encouraging, being a place where the Lord trains up and raises missionaries. This church was also a place that was sending out missionaries, as we see in verses 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So this church was not just a training ground for missionaries, not just a place that was... Uh, giving opportunity for people to serve, but they sent out these men when they were called. That may seem obvious, but you have to think, can, can you imagine having Paul and Barnabas in your local church? That would have been 
An amazing encouragement. Can you imagine so the gifts of those men being used in your own local church? Would you have wanted Paul and Barnabas to go someplace else? Part of you would have probably said, no, Paul and Barnabas, stay here. We need you here. There's a great work to do in Antioch. Your ministry is so important in this local church, but we don't read that. At least what we read here is that they fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them and sent them away. So if the local church is a place where we're training future missionaries, future ministers, whatever it might be, then we need to be ready as well for the Lord to call the best young people that we have and the best members of our local church to go someplace else. As a minister, I can tell you that's not easy because, of course, you want the kids and the young people who've grown up in the church and these young couples and families and older folks as well to stay in the church and be part of the church. And again, probably the majority will stay and need to stay. But the Lord is going to call some to go. And that's a good thing. And if we're preparing them and praying for them to go out, then when the Lord calls them, we should encourage them as they go out and send them out as missionaries. And this local church in Antioch also supported their missionaries. We can see that if we go over to chapter 14, verse 21. Come here to the end of Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey. Acts chapter 14, verse 21. When they preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra, to Iconium, and Antioch. Go down to verse 26. And then sailed to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them, and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. That might be a little, a little more implicit in this section, but what we can see is that Paul and Barnabas were able to go back to their home church. They were comfortable enough to go back home after they finished their missionary journey. They stayed there a long time with the disciples, which tells me that this church at Antioch had not sent them out and then forgotten about them. They were supporting them. They were at least praying for them, if not supporting them in other ways. And so Paul and Barnabas naturally came back, gave a report, spent time with the church. That's important as well because it's one thing to send out missionaries. You can send out and send out and send out, but you have to support the missionaries that have been sent out as well. Support them in prayer, support them financially in whatever way, but remember those that the Lord has sent to the mission field. It's an important ministry to do that. So You may not be able to go, but you can support those who have gone out onto the mission field. So that's important to understand in regards to the local church. So when I say every Christian should be, must be involved in missionary work, I'm not just talking about the Lord calling people to go out to another country and to serve him there. Every single Christian, without exception, in their own local church can be, and really you are a part of the missionary work. Really, you you can be a part of what the Lord is doing in Mexico City by praying for us and supporting us. And, and receiving us when we come back on these trips. It's, it's just as important as the missionaries who go on the field. It doesn't seem like it. I know that. It sounds like the preacher saying something for emphasis. But you really are just as important to the work in Mexico City as Danielle and I. Because the Lord sends some to go on the, on the field, but the Lord uses the, those who stay home to support those missionaries as well. And, and we really depend on the prayers of God's people. We're very, very conscious and have been conscious over the years that everything that the Lord is doing in Mexico is not because of us. It's because of the prayers of his people from all over the world that the Lord is using there in Mexico City and, of course, in many other places as well. Any other missionary will tell you the same thing. They depend on the support and the prayers of God's people. And so don't underestimate your role in missionary work 
just because you stay at home in your own local church. You are just as important. You are essential to missionary work in your own local church. But then the second principle is, of course, that the Lord calls some to be involved in missionary work as missionaries who go out from their local church to serve him someplace else. Go back to Acts chapter 13, in verses 2 and 3 and following, we again see the call of Paul and Barnabas. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. <coughs> and they also had John to their minister. So clearly some go. Now, not all go, because again, if you look at verse 1, there's a list of men, and they didn't all get called, at least in that moment. Those other men listed in verse 1 stayed at Antioch, and obviously continued ministering there. But the Holy Spirit did call Paul and Barnabas from their work in the local church to go serve him someplace else. And I emphasize again that Paul and Barnabas were serving, they were ministering, they were active in their own local church before they were called and sent out. The first phrase of verse 2 is important. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost called them. The Lord is not calling people who are not active in their own local church. A missionary is not someone who gets on a plane, goes to another country, and once you cross that border into another country, all of a sudden you start evangelizing and on fire for the Lord and the passion to share the gospel. It's not how that works. You do it here at home first. Those young people, older people, the Lord's going to call to the mission field, they are already active on participating in their local church, and the Lord calls them to do that someplace else. That's the example of Paul and Barnabas here. They were called, called by the Holy Ghost, their call was confirmed by their church, and they were sent out. Now what did they do when they went out? What does a missionary do? It says in verse 5 that they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. And again in chapter 14, verse 21, when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many. Missionaries go out to share the gospel. Again, it's the most obvious thing maybe, but we are getting to a time in our own culture, our own day, where maybe in the more broader evangelical circles, you can see a great emphasis on the social gospel and a big social push for missionary work. But we're not sending missionaries out to feed the hungry and clothe the poor. Those are good things. Don't misunderstand me. And many times in missionary work, we do that. We try to help the people in that way. But that's not the main thing. That's not the main reason why missionaries go out, because unbelievers can go out and feed the hungry and clothe the poor and teach them to read. But what the unbelievers cannot do is preach the gospel to men and women in darkness and on their way to hell and give them the solution to their need in Jesus Christ. That's why we send missionaries out, to preach the gospel, to share the gospel, whether it's to children or to women or church planting. The main thing is always preaching the gospel to people who have never heard. That's why missionaries go out. That's what Paul and Barnabas did. In, in verse 22 of Acts chapter 14, it says as well, they were confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. So they weren't just coming along and standing up and preaching to everybody. They were also discipling those whom the Lord saved. They were coming alongside them, exhorting them, teaching them, suffering with them, as we see in other parts of the book of Acts. They were, they were pastoring the people. They were establishing church government as well. Because in verse 23, it says, when they had ordained them elders in every church. 
So again, they, they weren't just coming and preaching and leaving people behind. The Lord was saving. They were forming local churches and establishing a healthy church government. And that's the, the basis, that's the example for missionary work. That's what generally we want to do when we go out in the field, see local churches established with biblical church government, with elders in every church. Now, it may take a long time or a shorter time, but that's what we're going for, because that's the biblical example, as we see here with Paul and Barnabas. So all things that are important that the missionary does when he goes out, preach the gospel, you pray that the Lord will save people, add them to the church, and establish biblical, healthy local churches there on the field. And of course, the missionary then comes home as well, as we saw in verses 26 to 28. And then sailed to Antioch, from whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. And when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them, and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. They came back to their home church, and they gave a report, just like we did today. The means changed, technology is different, but it's the same thing that Paul and Barnabas did. They rehearsed all that God had done. They gave a report of what the Lord had done among the Gentiles. And the missionary does that, comes home when possible for two reasons. It's one, to encourage the churches, the home church, the home churches in our context. To encourage them to continue praying, or for the people who are new to the church to begin praying, and to be encouraged by what the Lord is doing on the field. But it's very easy, no matter where you live, to get very caught up in, in what's going on in your own little context, in your own local church or your own country. That's good as well, it's important. But sometimes we get really, really hyper-focused on that and we forget that the Lord is doing work in other places in the world as well. And when it seems like, perhaps, the Lord is not doing the same type of work that we saw in the past, remember that doesn't mean that the Lord has stopped working. Number one, he could be working here behind the scenes and we don't even know it. But number two, the Lord is working in other places and what he did maybe here in the U.S. and Canada in the past, he's now doing in other countries of the world. And that should encourage us. Of course we want to see it here and we pray for that. But the fact that the Lord is doing in other countries is just as exciting for us because there are brothers and sisters in Christ. And they'll probably never come here and you'll probably never go out there. But we're the same family. And we're going to spend an eternity together so we should be encouraged to see what the Lord is doing here in Africa, in Nepal, wherever it might be, in Mexico. The Lord is still saving people, and the Lord is still building his church. The missionary comes back to give a report to encourage the churches. And he comes back to be encouraged as well. But it is very encouraging to come back and to hear that people have been praying for us. Or people say, we will pray for you now that we know you and we know about the work. It means so much to us. As I mentioned already, that's what the Lord is using to do his work. He's using the prayers of God's people. And we know that as we go on the field, we're not forgotten. And that we have the Church of Christ behind us and praying for us and supporting us. And that report, as we see here in verse 27, is, all, is so that God gets all the glory. It says they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And I emphasize that because, again, we have to think of the context. But Paul and Barnabas went out as missionaries to the Gentiles, and something miraculous happened. The Lord started saving Gentiles, lots of them, and adding them to the church. That was a big deal this time. It doesn't mean as much to us now because we're all Gentiles. But think about it in this context. In the very next chapter, in Acts 15, you see the result of that and the big conflict and the, the council in Jerusalem. Paul and Barnabas could very easily come back and in the flesh said, look at what we've done. 
We're amazing missionaries. You should give us more money and send us back out because Gentiles are being saved. This has never happened before. But they didn't do that. Of course they didn't do that. They very specifically said, it says here, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. That's what we want. When we come back, or any missionary comes back home to give a report, it's so that God receives the glory. We never want people leaving a meeting after seeing a presentation and say, wow, those are amazing missionaries. Just like you, your minister, your church, or anybody else, we're just instruments in God's hands. It's God who receives the glory because it's God who's doing the work. We need to remember that and to praise him for what he has done and for what he will do. And so every Christian should be, but he must be involved in missionary work. And you can be involved in that work here in your own local church. And you should be. And I encourage you to not downplay that. To pray, to continue to pray, to give, to support as part of this local church. At the same time, the Lord is still calling men and women, young people, to be missionaries. But there's still a great need all across the world, in Mexico and many other places as well. And what I don't, it's a bit of a balance, right? I don't want people to be so comfortable in a local church, they don't even consider the possibility of serving the Lord someplace else. Just ask the Lord what he would have you to do. And pray that in this local church, the Lord would continue to raise up. He would raise up men for the ministry here in Ulster, raise up missionaries to go across to the foreign field. Because the harvest is still great. The laborers are few. And we need those who the Lord would call to go out and to preach the gospel and to be missionaries in other places. So thank you for praying for us and pray that you'll be encouraged and exhorted by the word of the Lord this evening. Thank you for keeping us in prayer.